everyone. This is Ari. I'm the producer for Just Dow It. This week we have something a little different. It's a panel discussion moderated by Adam Miller. It took place a few weeks back at Dow Planet. The topic is bridging DAOs in the fiat world. I hope you enjoy the discussion and we'll be back next week with our regular episodes. Okay, so this panel is called Bridging from the Fiat World to the Crypto World. Should be really interesting. Um, I'm going to take a seat here. Uh, let's go down the row and would each person share uh, an introduction to yourself, although we already met you, but also what do you do in Web3 or crypto that involves bridging between fiat and crypto so people know what pr perspective you're coming from? Well, you know me, I'm Gennaro, but, but Steve asked me to be on this panel and I went like, how the hell am I going to be on this panel as a scientist and, and a founder of Genetic Networks? But then the biggest problem I faced over the last few months or weeks even is how, because I'm talking about verging, I, I use this term verging for-profit companies to a DAO, that's exactly the problem that I have to face. How do we bring a fiat world to a crypto world on chain? And so I'm really quite excited actually to be on this panel because I think it's an issue that holds us back from being truly successful in the DAO world. We need to be able to figure out ways to bridge those two things together. So the title kind of summed up my problem, so I'm here. All right, Adrian, and we got to share the mics. Yes, uh, Adrian Kennedy, uh, I'm the CEO and co-founder of the Dow Treasury Corporation, and we literally help companies and DAOs bridge the gap. And so we help DAOs get access to commercial banking in the U.S. with true banking accounts, uh, you know, ACH, uh, all of that, wire services, international currency services, et cetera. And we also help traditional companies get access to the DAO world and DeFi in a compliant way because they already exist in a compliant structure with the IRS, uh, different currency controls, etc. And so we help bridge the gap between those two worlds. Ideally, so that people get more exposure to both digital assets and real world assets. Awesome, Corey. Yeah, Corey Siegel, a um, couple things. Uh, founded a, a non-custodial Venmo for crypto experience wallet in 2017. So really big on own your own keys, own your own crypto. Uh, and then uh, currently I was a founder of that company and then I'm also uh, currently partner, uh, VP of partnerships over at Vertalo, which is bridging uh, regulatory securities and leveraging things like collateralization and DeFi and how we can actually bridge the gap between Web3 and uh, regulatory compliance securities, real world assets basically. Uh, as far as the question goes, um, you know, the monetary fiscal policy, governments are gonna, you know, want to control that and they will, I think they'll continue to control that. As far as, though, as far as the organization and the ability to spend their actual treasury, I think it's where DAOs come in and it's a great, it's a great concept for us to be able to allow uh, the community to decide how, how the treasury is spent. All right, so a couple of our panelists are literally, right, bridging fiat and crypto in terms of money, financial assets. Um, Gennaro talked a little bit about bridging, uh, maybe more from a scientific perspective, and I want to dig into that in a second. Um, I'm Adam Miller. I'm a founder of MyDAO, which provides legal entity solutions for DAOs. So we're helping DAOs form LLCs. So we're bridging the gap between the uh, 
fiat, you could say fiat, but like the traditional legal world and the crypto world so that a DAO can have a corporate personhood just like any other company and do things like open bank accounts, own property, whether that's investment assets, real estate, intellectual property, um, can pay its own taxes, etc. I'm also the host of the Just Dow It podcast for people starting DAOs. So let me just dig into that a little bit, Gennaro. Tell us a little bit more. So we're talking about financial assets, legal personhood. What is it exactly you're talking about bridging between the crypto world and the fiat world? Okay, so I'll try to simplify this, uh, which is always fun. In my situation is that I have a company that can develop drugs. And I ultimately want to share what I can do as a company, possibly with other partners on the same mission, with a DAO and with a community. So the question is, the community would have a treasury, and they would have to use some of that treasury to support transparent transactions with the for-profit entities to drive the product forward. That IP, which we have, could be held hostage in a sense to protect the DAO's interest. So my issue is really about transparency and saying, if a DAO, just like the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, supported the development of a drug with a group of for-profit companies, how do we protect the interest of the DAO? How do we make sure that that money transparently moves in the directions it needs to move from crypto to fiat, because ultimately fiat will be used for the development of the drugs, but ultimately, if there's anything made from the, those discoveries, they come back to the DAO in some form of royalty payment. So there's got to be some type of entity, and maybe it's the answer is making an LLC for a DAO or an Inc. But that's, you know, I'm not an expert here. And so what is the solution for that problem? Because it has to be a solution because the thing makes sense. The fact that I'm in a position where I can share those benefits we can generate which is really not usual because most drug companies are owned by VCs, ultimately, and they're not gonna be giving their royalties back to a DAO, I can tell you right now. It just isn't gonna happen because they've already heavily invested money in that biotech company. They're not gonna just say, oh yeah, we'll let the DAO in and we'll give them 10% royalties on whatever we discover. But I'm in a unique position because I have, in a sense, my team has full control of the company. So I'm in that unique position before going to a VC to say, hey, I'd rather go to a DAO and actually improve the world and make it a better place. But we need that mechanism, and that's why I'm here on this panel. <laughs> How do we do that? You know? that's yeah, okay. So, so, so really, all of us are approaching this kind of from a legal and financial standpoint, right? Bridging fiat legal or fiat financial over to crypto. I want to actually push back on all of us and play devil's advocate for a second. There's a guy named Sky from DXDAO, which is one of the original DAOs, fully decentralized. They will probably never open a bank account. They'll never form a legal entity. And when he heard about what some of us were working on at a pre previous conference, he said, why would DAOs want to do this? The whole point of DAOs is that they're decentralized, censorship resistant, right? We're building a new world. We're not trying to work within the constraints of the old world. So why would a DAO ever want to open a bank account? Why would it ever want to have a legal entity? And I think he's onto something in terms of what some DAOs are trying to achieve, but maybe for Adrian and, and Corey, I mean, what, why, why bridge in the first place? Aren't we building, trying to build a world that's totally separate from Fiat and TradFi? Yeah, so I like the word bridge. So think of like a football field. We're trying to, you know, go to the 20-yard, 40-yard line. We're not trying to throw a touchdown right away. And the reason why is 
is human change, right? Government change, society change takes time. You need to, you need to be uh, revolutionary, um, evolutionary, not necessarily revolutionary uh, in, in that aspect. And so when you look at bridging uh, fiat, uh, there's a couple things here. There is ownership. And first of all, I believe that a, either a, we look at a DAO as an organization. The whole point of a DAO is to allow the community or the membership to have control over the decision making of where the direction of the DAO goes and the funds and the projects and things it supports, right? I think we all agree on that. However, when you look at ownership and royalties, that gets into potentially the security realm, and that could be a problem that we have to deal with. So as soon as we touch that area, how can we also do that? And by the way, there are regulatory vehicles like a Reg A Plus and a crowdfunding vehicle that allows you to actually even meet SEC regulation and still allow own, co, co, democratize ownership over your DAO. You just got to do it in a compliant way. So I think there's a way to bridge that down the line or outside the U.S. where the, you know, where the jurisdictions don't require you to have the security laws are not as strict. Sure, if you want to own your own token, there's problems though if you lose your token, what happens and, and things around that. But my whole point here is there's ways to bridge this. I just don't think we should go from zero to 100. I think we should march down the line and, and allow that change to happen over time. And I think that we'll be more successful that way. Yeah, I 100% agree. And when you're looking at bridging even beyond just the securities or the intellectual property, um, DAOs want to generate value for their membership. And that value can be defined by a lot of different things. And so why can't a DAO own traditional businesses? Why can't a DAO own, uh, have an entire portfolio of real estate assets? Because they already have human capital. These people may want retirement plans that may include both tokens. They may include FIAT. They may include traditional equities. And so we have to adapt to this evolving world where it's not just black and white in terms of assets or yield generation, and you have to give DAOs the option to say, hey, maybe we want to adjust to where the market is and say maybe we don't want to have 100% of our treasury entirely on chain. Maybe we want to take off 10%. And then we look at scenarios like uh, Lunaterra. If Lunaterra would have took off 10% of their treasury and put it into some type of real-world assets, you know, that would have been you know, close to $200 million that they would have had today. And then we even look at FTX, for example, where today DAOs and digital organizations uh, face a lot of challenges when it comes to asset and treasury management, when today we live in a world where we have the same problems in the digital world that we have in the traditional finance world. When it comes to counterparty risk, uh, concentration risk, where you don't know who owns what, you don't know whether they're giving you the actual asset or whether they're giving you IOUs, and then everything evaporates in 24 hours and everybody's like, oh, well, who's left holding the bag? And so we have to adjust to these new challenges uh, by being responsible and mature and saying, hey, where's, where, who's holding you the bag at the end of the day? Where you're gonna invest your time and your money, your energy into these different projects, you have to be very responsible about managing those assets because as we see, nobody's going to jail, charges haven't been filed, people are on the run, they're living in Dubai in non-extradition states. And so this is the world that we live in. Like I've you know, previously ran an asset management company, uh, currently have my Series 7. And so I've, I was trading in 2008, and so I, I've seen firsthand that you know, with the mortgage collapse, you know, Anthony Mozillo, he didn't go to jail, that collapsed. 
And so we don't want to recreate the, the same problems that exist in the traditional world, in the digital world around DAOs. We want to solve these problems. So then we know that in the future, 10, 20 years from now, these assets will be around because people were responsible in their management. So, and that's the evolution that we're really thinking about and the why as to why DAOs should even consider having real world assets and thinking about you know, diversifying their ownership, their revenue generation streams, et cetera, because you know, well, crypto market's down 97%. I mean, we can be dreamy about it or we can be honest with each other about where we are today. Because, I mean, I've been in crypto since 2012, had a Mt. Gox account, Silk Road 1 and 2 accounts. And if you want to be here in the future, you have to be very honest with yourself and responsible about, you know, surviving. Because the name of the game is really capital preservation. And the, if you want to be here in the future, you have to out-survive uh, all the competition. Because otherwise, you know, I was here last year. And so I know and we all see what the difference is over time. And we want to make sure people are surviving in the future for our, you know, our kids, their kids, et cetera. So, yes. Awesome. So in one second, I want us to talk a little bit more about the future, um, but I want to reflect on what the three of you were just talking about is reasons why people might want to consider bridging between fiat and crypto. Keep in mind also that at some point, if you don't bridge yourself between fiat and crypto the right way, the IRS, the SEC, the CFTC, they're going to make that bridge for you right? They're going to come after you and say, well, I don't care if you're fully decentralized. I don't care that you're a DAO. I don't care that this is Web3. We're coming after you for the same taxes you would have had to pay if you were a normal just group of people doing something that didn't call yourself a DAO, right? Or the SEC will come after you for a securities violation and say, we're going to build our own bridge so we can come and sue you. Um, so I think that's also important to keep in mind that in some ways we can't avoid having a bridge between crypto and fiat but maybe the right thing for us to do is to build that bridge ourselves rather than waiting for a regulator or lawmaker to come after you and, and do it in their own way. So I'd like for each of us to share, thinking about your particular area of expertise, um, what advice would you have for someone who's starting or leading a DAO today when it comes to bridging the fiat world and the crypto world? Yeah, so going back to uh, the point you just raised earlier about decentralization, why would you ever want to centralize? It's decentralized, that's the mission. I agree with that to a point, but I think it's extremely important to realize if we want decentralization to work, I really think we still have to rely on the formation of real for-profit founder-led companies that bridge to a DAO, if you want to use that term instead, because that's how you get stuff done. And the in the past, we, we set up non-for-profit organizations to do that, right? Like Red Cross or whatever. And we found out that maybe 10 cents of every dollar actually goes to the mission, and 90% goes to administration. Well, that's where DAOs come in big time. Blockchain can remove those overheads, can remove that administration. In my case, companies, big pharma companies have 50 buildings on their campus, but they're not producing iPhones. You know, like, how are they supporting all these things? because they sell a drug every three to five years that costs pennies to make for billions, that's how. So imagine if we could remove that, those, those expenses, and now just reduce it to its minimum. You don't need, they don't discover drugs there. They just build buildings. So the bottom line is they buy drugs like Hollywood buys films. So in my mind, DAOs will never exist if they don't have a bridge to the real for-profit world with people that actually get shit done. That's sort of the way I see it. So I'm just trying to figure out how to do that bridge, how to make that work in the case of pharma, 
but it could be for water, shelter, medicine, all these things, right? Could be done this way. So it sounds like you have to think about the way money is going to flow through the right. overall project, right? And can you have a nonprofit, a for-profit? Do you need multiple entities like you're suggesting, maybe a nonprofit DAO and a for-profit company? So that's one thing to think about. Let's, let's go down the line. What, what would your number one piece of advice be for someone starting or leading a DAO today in terms of uh, bridging? Yes, I would say my, my number one advice would be to plan for the future uh, from the beginning. And so um, uh, as a multiple time founder with a few different exits, uh, I always start my businesses the way that I want to exit them. And so I always plan for that point in the future. That way I have a good foundation, uh, regardless of how it goes in the future. And so by planning on not only having just digital assets, but also having some type of real world presence and then deciding, hey, if we're going to be a nonprofit or for profit or, uh, you know, whatever type of structure, who's going to be in charge of that? Who's going to drive the governance of that organization? We have lots of long term um, history of, you know, corporate governance when it comes to, you know, Robert Rules of Order, parliamentary procedure, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we got the organization part decentralized. But where's the decentralization of governance? Who's responsible for these things? What happens when you need to let go of somebody within your organization? What's the, you know, defining line for the membership and different associations like that? And so definitely think about. Uh, what other examples exist in the traditional world that you can bring over when you're forming that organization? Because it will make sure that you're here in the, you know, in the future as far as uh, regardless of what type of project that you're starting, thinking about retirement, how you want to onboard people, how you're going to pay them, you know, how you're going to generate revenue, at what point should you be thinking about creating additional revenue generating products, how would you generate yield on your treasury? I mean, these are real things that you have to think about when you want to run a business that's going to last decades. Because you don't want to just think about, you know, 97% of businesses fail over, you know, 10 years in the real world. And in DAOs, you know, they fail about 18 months, not just DAOs, but crypto organizations, 18 months on average. And so be honest with yourself about how you want to create this and how you want to succeed in the future and start planning and executing on that in the beginning. And that's most likely going to include some type of real world entity because the IRS doesn't care if you didn't know when they want to file charges against you and the Department of Justice is showing up at your door at 4 a.m. in the morning. So start thinking about these things because when the money starts coming in, you're going to have to answer a lot of questions. All right, Corey, we've got one minute and then we'll do a quick final lightning round. Yeah, so um, my current company is in the regulatory space, so I understand all the different, at least the U.S. SEC laws and regulations. I recommend that you separate the ownership token or ownership, basically security token equity from the governing component, meaning the decision making of, of the company. And on the ownership piece, use a Reg CF uh, platform, which is crowdfunding under the Jobs Act, or use a Reg A plus. This allows essentially anyone in the U.S., we have this whole idea of accredited, non-accredited investors. It allows anyone to invest a reasonable amount of money into there to be, sort of be a co-owner of that. That way you have what the DAO is supposed to be, which is an organization or a group of people actually owning the company, can take royalties, can take fees, can get dividends, all that legally and compliant, at least in the, in the U.S. And then on the governance side, there's challenges around, you know, around governing and decision making and, and participation. And there's a whole other panel on that later on today uh, that we'll get into. But the whole point is make that separation. It's super important. So that way you don't have to deal with what's going on with some DAOs right now in the SEC uh, regarding um, uh, being security and you're not, uh, you're not registering, the, registering the security and allowing non-accredited, unaccredited investors as participants. So 
big thing there. Separate the two things. All right, so starting with Corey and back down the line, just in 10 seconds each, where can people find you and your project on the web and on social? And everyone get out your phones to uh, write this down and follow us on Twitter. Here we go. Yeah, so uh, on uh, Twitter, um, it's, it's Corey Siegel. Uh, you can find me on there. Uh, I'm at, uh, as far as the company goes, www.vertalo, V-E-R-T-A-L-O.com. Uh, and I'm also on Facebook. So uh, happy to meet upwards and, and give you my QR code, no problem. Awesome. Um, I go by A over K. That's A O V E R K on Twitter. And the name of the company is thedtc.com. If you're interested in um, setting up a, a bank account and getting access to commercial banking in the U.S., um, and also yield generation opportunities backed by real world assets, uh, real estate, um, EV, uh, electric vehicle loans, et cetera, you can um, visit thedtc.com for more information. Uh, Gennaro Durso, I'm the founder and CEO of Genetic Networks. Uh, there's a website, geneticnetworks.com. That's the for-profit entity. I'm also working together with a number of Web3 developers, some of them here this week, on trying to put together the package for what the DAO will look like. Uh, right now, it's been stealth termed Pharma DAO, and you'll find a lot of talks and you know interviews online regarding that topic, which I was lured into. But um, basically, we're still in the early stages, but we're really, really excited to talk to people about how they can uh, help with our design so that we can have this be a real people's DAO. You can find me on Twitter at 0xThriller, and my DAO is at mydao.org. You can find the rest of our contact there. Thank you very much, panel.